You're listening to Effortless Parenting with Monica LaPerinassar, your ultimate lifeline to simplifying your parenting so that you can live effortless. Now, I know you're thinking it may not be possible, but I'm going to show you how in each and every episode because you will walk away with actionable implementation to really unlock that mystery behind making your everyday life as a parent feel lighter, more intuitive, and less all-consuming. So if you're ready to ditch that overwhelm, the guesswork, and the stress that comes with parenting the next generation, then you've come to the right place because this podcast is going to share everything that you need to know about how to live effortlessly as a parent right from the start. Welcome, 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 welcome to a new season of Effortless Parenting. I am your host, Monica Laparanasar, and it is always a privilege and an honor to have time with you to have conscious conversations as we do in this podcast, because this podcast is all about you, Mama. It's not necessarily about parenting directly, meaning it's not about the all the steps that come with parenting, but rather it's parenting from a lens of personal development, of personal self-awareness, of personal happiness and fulfillment and health, all of those things that truly contribute to the parent that we become. And I think so often we are misled that parenting is an outside job, that you can apply all of these strategies and external tools and somehow that is going to magically translate into how your kids act, how they um, show up, and more importantly, your relationship with your kiddos. And sometimes that can create a lot of unnecessary walls around um, the things that make you you. I know for me personally, motherhood was like a rebirth of getting to know the real me, of getting to really take that time to have and establish true self-awareness, being completely radically honest with myself and the areas that I need to heal from, whether that's from my past or from just my own relationship with myself. Because what is interesting and so beautiful about being a mama, and I'm sure that you have had these moments where you realize that your kids are your mirror and they mirror and project what you are reflecting onto them, whether you do that consciously or unconsciously. And so the relationship that you have mama with yourself truly is the most important thing that you can spend your valuable limited time on cultivating a better relationship with the self. And yes, I'm sure that you have, seen and heard all of, um, I guess it's very trendy right now about talking about self-care, about loving yourself. It's not a new, a new concept, but I, I truly believe that that in and of itself is the secret to effortless parenting is 100% loving yourself unconditionally so that your parenting becomes less of an external thing, which arguably feels like you put a lot of effort into something versus it becoming more of an intuitive 
or an aligned reflection of who you um, are and who you want to be and how you want to show up in your day-to-day mom life. So today I wanted to really like sort of rip the band-aid for myself because I have been really contemplating and honestly overthinking on how I would come back after being on sabbatical all summer. Um, If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am Monica and I'm so excited that you are here and that you've taken a moment of your busy life to listen to a conversation about you, right? About really filling your cup so that it can really help to um, mend any um, any hurdles that you may be experiencing um, right now in your parenting. And no matter if you have littles, if you are expecting, if your kids are off to high school, I feel like no matter where you find yourself in this parenting stage, I do believe that you will find um, value in this podcast. I always encourage my listeners to go back to episode one. I do a lot of foundational work in the earlier episodes. Um, We are, I think, in episode 54 of the podcast, and I I really have um, put a lot of time in the earlier episodes to kind of really plant those seeds for a solid foundation in your parenting and talking about why all of this really matters from a neurological standpoint, too, because, you know, I'll remind you once more, if you are already an avid listener, then you will benefit from hearing this again, but the first seven years are very instrumental in your child's life. And why that is so is because neurologically, their brains don't have a filter. After the age of seven is when you have sort of like the second brain or this filter that comes through and doesn't take life at face value. And so that's why often you hear that kids are sponges, that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that is simply because your kids are little recorders uh, from the ages of zero to seven, and they're watching and they're absorbing your energy and your mannerisms and your words and how you react, how um, how you recover from mistakes or unexpected moments in life. And what they do is they record all of that information and they start to play it out unconsciously. They don't even know they're doing it, right? It's just part of that sort of um, programming process that happens so early on in our child's life. And this is not to freak you out. And especially if you have like older children, my my youngest is going to turn seven this year, which is always kind of like the seventh birthday for me is bittersweet symbolically and also exciting because they're entering a new phase. But I also have a nine-year-old. And so I have to recognize that it's never too late. Don't feel like, oh, I have a 10-year-old and I didn't know any of this information. It's never too late. But I just like to state this because I think it's important to understand our biology. It's important to understand how our body works so that we can also inform our kiddos in that process and take them on that journey. So For me, being a mom for nine years now, I have been taking my kiddos on the journey. When I went back to school for integrative nutrition, when I started learning about neurology, about the subconscious mind, about the power of our words and our intention and all of these things, you know, my kiddos have been along for the ride and I have not done things perfectly. I have made many, many mistakes and all we do is try again, you know, we do our best again and again and again. 
And that's all we can do because true growth, true expansion, true evolvement, um, which is what's needed to reach those, you know, those higher goals that you may have for yourself, for your family. Um, it's important to realize that the bumps, that the failures, quote unquote, are what gets you to that next level. And I think that's so, so important to realize that. And so going back to, you know, sort of this pre-programming phase of, of a child's life, it's so powerful when the parents, not just the mom, but also the partner, the, per the person that's co-parenting, is also doing this inner work. Why? Because when you are 100, when you feel whole and complete, when you are content, when you are clear on what, um, what your intention is for your life, it makes everybody around you at ease and allows you to absorb that energy easily, right? And it helps them to see you in that stage so that they understand and internalize, wow, that's what it looks like to be a high functioning adult, to be someone who puts themselves first, who prioritize their um, mental and emotional health, who has healthy boundaries, who can self-regulate, who um, is resilient, all of the things, right? And so that's why it's so, so vital for us to do that. Okay, so with that said, let's hop right into um, today's episode, which is all about you, Mama, and how we can start to heal from the inside out so that our parenting feels more intuitive. I know that that is like the number one request that I get um, when it comes to parenting is like, how can I make it feel more natural? And you would think that being a mom it comes naturally. At least that's what I thought when I became a mom. I thought, well, this is what I was quote unquote made for and it should feel natural. But I'm sure that for a lot of you, it doesn't feel so intuitive or natural. Um, and it feels a little bit, I would say, disaligned. Like maybe it wasn't the vision that you had for yourself or your life. And so motherhood really makes you take that deeper step into why does it feel that way? And what are the things that are coming up for you? And, you know, I started this episode talking about the importance of our early years of life, how they program, you know, sort of our subconscious. And this is important because I feel like a lot of times we end up defaulting to those first seven years of life in our own childhood. And so again, let's just preface this by saying that I'm not here. We're not going to discuss like how it's all of our parents fault or the adults around us who took care of us. And that's why we are who we are. That is not the, the point of me bringing this up other than to highlight to you how I am certain that there has been a time in your parenting where you were like, whoa, that sounded like my mom or my caretaker, whoever was in your life that was influential um, and did not, and you didn't even see it coming. Like it came out of nowhere, quote unquote, nowhere. But what happens is that a lot of times our brains like to default to comfort and comfort comes from those seven years of life. They are um, what we end up kind of running on autopilot. And it's important to understand that so that you don't blame yourself or that you don't blame others, but rather just know that that's mechanically how the brain works. And so when you find yourself repeating patterns from your past or doing things that perhaps 
you want to change, recognizing that, oh, okay, it's because of this. So let me, what can I do to shift that? How can I change my reaction to a tantrum? Or how can I discipline in a way that isn't um, what I experienced in my childhood? Again, not saying that it was bad or good, but perhaps you're looking to do something different. And I find that a lot of my listeners are like me, where we are redefining what it looks like to be a parent. We are redefining what it looks like to be a mama. And we are looking to do things differently, not better, okay? Because there's a difference between better and different. And it's not about it being that we're trying to do something better than what we experience, but we want to do things differently. Because you may have noticed and have felt this massive shift that is happening in our world, on our planet, in society, in the culture, no matter what country you're from or what your background is, um, you, I know that you can feel that there is this massive shift that is happening to the human experience. And so as parents, as moms, how can we guide our kiddos to sort of this next generation of, of human experience, right? How can we really give our kiddos that solid foundation so that they can quickly adapt and adopt this new way of living, this new way of experiencing life. And we do so by rewriting and changing the patterns that we grew up with. Again, not coming from a place of blame that our parents didn't teach us about the importance of self-love and prioritizing the self and, you know, maybe listening to your intuition, not defaulting to people pleasing, um, all of the things that, you know, we've been indoctrinated, not only from our households, but also from society, school, all of that. And so it's really, really, really important for you to get that. And for you to realize, okay, this is not about anything other than, you know, up-leveling my child so that they will have um, success in this whole sort of new world order, right? And so these are so, this is such an important conversation that I honestly can go many, many, many different ways. But at the center of it, at the nucleus of what really is at the root of all of um, sort of the um, I guess areas of connection that we are, we find ourselves not being able to, um, to navigate in this changing world. It has to do with healing from the inside and healing our wounds from the past. And I know that the moment that I decided to put myself first before my children, I was creating a new pathway a new way of operating where I didn't feel that I needed to sacrifice or put my children and their needs way before my own because my old model of reality was that I had to sacrifice, I had to be a martyr to be quote unquote a good parent, right? And that's so far from the truth. And it wasn't until I re completely flipped that, I should say, and started to put my health first and not just health physically, which my journey of healing started with a physical healing journey of weight release at first, 
but then it evolves into so much more um, beyond the physical and inter, you know, mental and emotional healing. And so I want you to take this first step in this conversation that we're having on healing, because I feel like this may become a bit of a series. Uh, I may come back to this topic um, next week on healing. But the first question you can consider is, you know, what aspect of both of either your physical, mental, emotional health would create the most significant um, shift within you? I know for me, it was weight because my physical like weight loss journey <laughs> has been one of my whole life. Um, and it really was rooted on a lot of things, which I won't get into in this episode. I, I do have, I want to say, if you go back into the podcast, I do probably have a conversation about weight release and about weight loss. Um, but you know, for me, that was a very significant aspect of my life that I knew that if I personally felt better, then I know that I could do better. And everything for me personally comes from a feeling state. Something has to feel good in order for me to want to um, shift or make any changes in my life. And so I knew that if physically I was able to tackle that and heal from my relationship with food and with my body and with my weight, then I knew that I can then do the harder work, the deeper work of going on the inside and seeing what else, what other aspects I needed to work through in order to have, um, in order to sustain and maintain, in this case, a physical goal of weight loss, right? So again, ask yourself, what aspect of your own healing would you need to address? Is it a physical one? What a physical goal allow you the evidence or perhaps this is a better, this is better said, um, would give you enough evidence in your own personal life that change is possible, that you are not broken, that you are not stuck, that you can break free from whatever it is you feel limited by. I can't tell you how many times I convinced myself and I believe the story that I was always going to be heavier because that's just genetics. That's just the way my mom was. That's just the way that my body shape is. I mean, I literally created all of these stories that substantiated that belief that I just could not release the weight, that I was stuck. And so many people, well-intended people in my life were like, oh, but you look fine or you're great or it's not a big deal or all this kind of stuff. And I won't even touch the whole body positivity movement because I have lots of opinions on that. So I'm just, and it'll direct, redirect this conversation in a place that I don't think is necessary because the point of this is for you to get honest with yourself. You know, maybe it's like running a marathon. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, being able to wear a specific item of clothing and not be self-conscious. Um, maybe it's um, not being winded or out of breath or not having enough energy to play with your kiddos. I know that was like a big one for me. Um, where I felt I limited the activities that I did with my kids because I was self-conscious about being in a swimsuit or I didn't have the energy to keep up with them running around and playing the games and doing all the things. Um, and a lot of times when you are not physically healthy, right, you can feel foggy or have headaches or feel lethargic 
and you start to believe that that's just part of the motherhood process, not realizing that perhaps you are not having the healthiest of habits, perhaps all of the healthy, quote unquote, healthy food products that you uh, consume are actually contributing to those feelings. And so again, I encourage you to really dig deep, take a moment to really consider what type of healing do I need to pursue in order to um, really trust myself that change is possible, to really motivate myself to believe that more is possible for me and I am capable of doing it. And so dig a little deeper into that. Um, beyond the physical components of things with energy and, and all of that, um, it could be a mental or an emotional. You know, perhaps I know emotional played a huge role in my healing because I did not have the healthiest relationship with women in my life. Um, I had friendships that were, that came and went um, very dramatically. I had a lot of betrayal um, with my female um, relationships. And so I do remember a lot of those old wounds coming through when I became a mom and having to navigate like the mommy circles and all of the mommy and me's and sort of being like forced into this whole new world or community, which can be amazing. Don't get me wrong. But if you are someone like me who perhaps did not have the most positive experiences with women or even in your childhood, if you were bullied, um, you know, like in maybe women or feeling like an outsider or not fitting in really, really ramps up when you become a mom. I know for me that came true quite loud and clear. Um, not feeling like I belonged or feeling like I wasn't, like I just didn't fit. Um, and I know for me, a lot of that came through uh, in in motherhood once again, you know. And again, I, I believed I had closure and I had moved on from these things pre-baby. <laughs> but then post-baby, I realized, wow, okay, I have a lot to heal here. So that's an example of an emotional aspect. So maybe there is some emotional healing that you can kind of work through uh, as it relates to relationships in your life, right? Mental is really uh, the ability to see and, and gain that self-awareness of the, the chatter, of the mental chatter, of how you talk to yourself. Um, because oftentimes that comes through in the way that you talk to your kids. And so, Again, I'm just giving you really broad strokes of areas of your personal uh, well-being and what area would cause the most dramatic shift for you so that you can start to create those micro changes that will add up to significant transformative change. So that is like the number one thing I want you to walk away with this episode. And I try to keep these under 30 minutes because I know that we don't have time <laughs> and you're probably folding laundry, uh, working out, doing something else other than just sitting and listening to this podcast. So I want you to have um, tangible takeaways, things that you can actually take away from this time together and start to really ask yourself those deeper questions. So really consider what area of your well-being would cause the most dramatic change in order for you to start to make those shifts 
in your healing journey. And again, why is your healing journey important to your parenting? Because it will come through in the relationship that you're building with your kids, but more importantly, it's what they absorb and internalize and witness and take on as their own. I'll share a quick story about physical, um, you know, and how and how this translates into absorbing subconsciously um, negative self thoughts or perhaps perceptions. So, you know, um, my mom growing up, I remember being young and you know, her weight was always at the center of a lot of our conversations. She was always very self-conscious about her weight, being overweight, um, not being able to wear certain clothes, um, always feeling like she, she would try all the diets. Um, I mean that I literally watched my mom kind of go through that for, I would say, gosh, probably 20 years, maybe plus of my life. And oftentimes she didn't realize how, how much that translated to myself because, you know, I did not have a positive relationship with my body. I never was happy, even though I was thin, I never saw myself as thin when I was younger. Um, I always felt like I could be better. I could do better. I can be skinnier. And, and what that then translated to me internally was that somehow my external looks or appearance somehow equated to my self-worth and my value and how others value you or the value that you bring to the world rested a lot on appearance and external things. And now again, remember, this is not me blaming my mom for any issues that I had (laughs) growing up, but rather looking at it from um, just like, almost like you're doing research, right. And going back and realizing, oh, wow, I watched her struggle, have, you know, self hate and, and negative thoughts and watching her yo-yo from diet to diet and just never seeing that. And the way that she would, um, you know, talk about herself. I then internalize that as being normal and that that's how, you know, if, if the one person in my life that's so important is treating themselves that way, well, why, like that made it a natural fit for me to talk to myself and treat myself that way. It's kind of a clunky way of sharing that story, but I hope you were able to see that although she did the best she could that with what information was available to her, that is the experience that I had. Therefore, I internalized a lot of that subconsciously. Again, none of this is done where you're doing it on purpose. You only look at this when you're reflecting back to realizing, okay, what is the root of that particular wound, right? And we all have wounds, whether good or bad, that allow us um, the experiences that we've had in our life that have created um, sort of those, um, those trials and tribulations that caused us to, you know, grow in ways that we never anticipated. Again, neither good or bad, just what happens. And a lot of that was informed by just simply being around a parent who had that relationship with themselves. She's an amazing mother. My mom gave up everything for us, loved us, never, never talked to us in a way that was, um, negative or or shameful or, or any of those things. 
but it's simply by witnessing how she treated herself and how that can translate into how our children internalize the way that we treat ourselves. So if you're constantly putting yourself on the back burner, if you're constantly putting everybody's needs before your own and not carving out that time that is sacred for you or creating those boundaries when you genuinely don't feel like doing something, but you force yourself to do something because you feel like you have to, why model that discomfort? Even if you think you're doing a good job of hiding it, your kid feels it. That's what's so special about the motherhood journey is that our kids teach us too. And they come into this world perfect. They're happy. Their default setting is happy. They're joyful. They're curious. And they can feel, they can sense when energy is off, when you're not 100, when you are doing things or short, doing, having shortcuts in your own life. And they're watching that. And so this is why this work is so, so important. This is why the healing journey for you, mama, is so important and how that translates into your parenting. Because when you feel awesome, when you are happiest and fulfilled and complete, just simply by focusing on the inside, that translates into your external world of parenting and the way that you show up in your home life, in your parenting with your kiddos, with your partner, all of the things. So I hope that you've started to see sort of contextually the bigger picture of the healing journey and why it's so relevant and important. And I know a lot of us don't want to do this work. (laughs) I know nobody wants to sign up and go through this work because it is uncomfortable. It is awkward. It is confrontational to some degree. And this is how we get through on the other side. This is how we create change is going through our challenge zones in order to um, evolve, in order for us to transcend generational patterns and create new ones, especially in the world that we find ourselves in. So with that, I will leave you. As always, I appreciate your feedback. Please, um, if you if you would, If you enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast. As you know, like that stuff matters in order to get um, the reach and and be able to reach other mamas just like you to have these conscious conversations and really try to collectively create a movement of, of healed mamas, of mamas that truly prioritize herself so that we have and we create and we support a thriving next generation. Also, I am coming back to Instagram. I have been kind of hit or miss this summer. I really did take quite a bit of a sabbatical this summer, completely from social and from all the things, but I am making a comeback on Instagram at Effortless Parenting Expert. I also have a thriving mama community. Um, it's a like free like a direct message kind of community. I don't know what they're called, but um, you are able to find that in my bio on Instagram. And every week I share um, effortless parenting tips, uh, motivation, all the things. And it's just a way for us to stay high vibe together collectively. So I would love for you to join that if you are able to, and I will catch you over on another episode. Take care of you, mama.